good everybody welcome back to another episode of cuatro cuatro dos once again this is your boy christian and like we have been saying we uh we're back and we're gonna be talking about a little bit about everything there's a lot to be talked about today to be honest so without further ado let's get into it but before we get into it which is a funny way of saying hold up wait a minute uh let me hold on be February. what 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 I don't know what I'm doing, but yes, we're going to be talking about, let me just give you social media and then we can go into what we're going to be talking about. Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram, Cuatro Dos on Twitter, Cuatro Cuatro Dos on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash Cuatro Cuatro Dos. There's a lot of conversations there that you uh, can go and find, look at, watch and do everything like that. I haven't been very active Uh, this week, because I was super busy at work, but with this next week coming up, I'm on vacation from work, so I'll be in the social medias, kind of being there, you know, a little bit more, um, but this week, we're going to be talking about a few different things, and without further ado, I mean, let's just get into it. Uh, one of the first topics that I wanted to touch on, or maybe that caught my, my interest in, honestly, I don't know much about it, but I thought that it would be fun to, you know, to kind of talk about was this whole rumor of Mourinho going to, uh, not maybe going to, but possibly maybe going to uh, to the UN's men's national team. I think it would be very interesting to see what a big name like that does in, you know, in a country, not in a country like this one, but in a team like this one, a young team that had a decent pretty you know decent world cup made it to the second round which is not easy to do nowadays um you know in, in the world cup especially you know with all the teams that kind of made it through played a decent game against you know a netherlands that had a great you know tactic in place and obviously just kind of picked the united states apart but it would be cool to see you know Mourinho coming in without i don't think he has managed any like national teams yet but given his resume and the way that you know he coaches and the teams he has coached in the past i mean only the top teams in the you know in the world you know multiple champions leagues with different teams and different leagues you know multiple championships there and just a lot of kind of like a well-proven you know um tactics you know even though they might be different from from others you know, like a Pep Guardiola or whatever, you know, his kind of arch nemesis in a way, um, you can see that his tactics, you know, pay off. And it would be interesting to see how a person like that, how Mourinho could fit in into a United you know, States national team, which, to be honest, I mean, let's be honest, if he were to go um, coach a bigger name, a bigger country, a bigger soccer country, I think the pressure would be really, really high. Um And if he came to the United States, the pressure probably won't be as much. I mean, the pressure will be there, you know, from the soccer community. But as a community, as a country, as a whole, I don't think it's the same as, for example, we can touch on the Mexican national team, who is also in the lookout for a coach. And, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, should we go with a Mexican coach? Should we go with somebody from outside the country? And... A lot of the Mexican nationals, I don't want to speak for all the Mexicans here, but 
uh, a lot of Mexican nationals have been saying, you know, we need a national guy. We need a guy that, you know, knows about Liga MX, that knows about, you know, who we are, you know, as as Mexican people, who, you know, who we are, our, our roots and, and everything like that to kind of feel, you know, the pain when it is to lose with the Mexican national team. And, you know, like the, the happiness that it brings to the people when we win, you know, in either a game the good thing about, you know, the Mexican team, this uh, World Cup, you know, year, season, I guess we can call it, right, is that they don't have to qualify for it. They're already in, so they just have to, you know, basically put together the best team possible that they could get. Um, and it's not easy task, you know, especially in a, you know, in a in a country where the pressure from the media, the pressure from... I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of money riding in the national team, and I think that also plays a part in, you know, what happens. And a lot of people are saying, you know, Marcelo Bielsa, who just uh, came from the Leeds job, and I think he's he hasn't had a job after Leeds. And, you know, he brought him from the second division to the Premier League, and, and he didn't do too well in the Premier League. But, I mean, he's one of the most respected dudes out there. Uh, so it will be cool, and it will be interesting to see, you know, how... You know, the U.S. men's national team goes about, you know, obviously their search. There's a lot of drama going on there. You know, they just, uh, I don't know if they got rid of or the guy kind of quit. But I think their general manager, if I'm not mistaken, just stepped down out of his uh, role. So, you know, now the whole national team in the United States after the whole debacle with like, you know, Reina and, you know, Gio Reina and the, the dad and, you know, Greg Bellhalter or whatever is, is such a, you know, such a reality show. And then in Mexico, you know, just the pressure to, to improve and to be better, you know, that's another kind of drama of his own right there. But yeah, I think it would be cool. I think it would be interesting to see, you know, what, this coaching search brings for both countries because both countries honestly have a um, not a need to to do better this World Cup, this upcoming World Cup because I mean it is in four years so we still got time. But I mean I think the people in those two countries deserve a a good coach. I think both teams you know have a good amount of decent players and they could you know come up with a good you know, competitive team. So it will be cool to have a good competitive coach to go along with that. So first topic there, you know, coaches for the national teams of the United States, or maybe Mexico. We'll see what's up there, what happens with the search continues. But I think it's interesting the names floating around. Even Pep Guardiola was floating around for the U.S. men's national team, which I see that as impossible, you know, given his uh, current, you know, status with uh, with Manchester City and trying to compete and, you know, see if they can win the Champions League, man. Man City is, and just like PSG, no Champions League. So, interesting there. Um, let's jump into the Premier League. Let's jump into that. Let's go to England for a minute because a lot of stuff obviously went on. Um, let me pull it up here. So, I want to talk about Liverpool-Chelsea. Honestly, there's not a lot to talk about there. Uh, both teams are having a rough time, you know, uh, ninth and 10th in the table. So a draw for them, it was a zero, zero, kind of like a, you know, back and forth of boring game, not a lot to watch, but yet at the same time, some to watch, 
Uh, none of them did damage to each other, but they stayed both at 29 points. Uh, Liverpool has a game less, so they have a chance to kind of, you know, scale up the ladder. But, you know, nothing there. Uh, Holland, Erling Holland had a hat trick. What a surprise, right? After coming in into this Manchester City red hot and honestly just kind of killing competition, uh, Erling Holland now, which is insane the amount of goals that he has. He has 25 goals in this league. And and you're like, what are we like? I think, yeah, they're like midway. Are we even midway? Yeah, we are a little past midway. But 25 goals already breaking the number for the top goal scorer from last season. Erling Haaland is a freaking beast, man. And honestly, I haven't seen his three goals. I'm not going to pull them up right now. But I can I can for sure say that he probably did some really good, some some damage there, which... Let's do that. Let me hit pause here to this, and then I'll be right back, and I'll tell you what's up. And we're back. Okay, so yeah, there you go. I watched the three goals. Pretty easy goals for him. Uh, the Well, I mean, for him, right? For somebody like us, it's probably going to be a little bit harder. But first one came in uh, from a little cross. He was able to get above everybody else, put that ball in the back of the net. Easy money for him. Another Holland goal. Uh, second one was a PK that he, you know, graciously put to one side of the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper was nothing, you know, he he didn't, he wasn't there at all. Uh, and then the last one was a little, you know, pressure, 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 which is something that, you know, Manchester City kind of lives, breathes, and, you know, just searches for pressure and for the ball at all times. Um, Maris was able to get it back from the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, terrible, terrible feet work. And then, you know, he got the low pass. He was able to put it in the back of the net. Obviously, they did play a one of the teams that is doing very poorly this season, which is uh, the Wolverhampton Wonder Wolves. Um, they're right there at the bottom fighting for, you know, not fighting for relegation, but, you know, in those relegation spots. They're above the line, but they're, you know, they're actually tied with the team right under them the only thing that is kind of having them stay over that line or keep afloat is the goal differential which is a five goal difference so nothing there no point difference just goals difference so they have to be careful there the i mean the fight at the bottom is as equally as exciting as the fight on the top to be honest uh and just as we let me just mention who's at the bottom because it's very, very tight. So you have Southampton all the way down down there with 15 points. Everton, who just fired their coach. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, AFC Bournemouth, uh, 17 points. Uh, Wolverhampton, 17. West Ham United, 18. Leeds United, 18. Le- Leicester, 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 but I can't ever pronounce that. Leicester City. 18 points, and then Nottingham has a little bit of a cushion with 21 points. But from 14 to 20, from sport, from sport, from spot 14 to 20, there's only a three point differential, which literally any week could change uh, the whole dynamic of everything, right? Um, then on the other side of the, the table, on the top side, of course, Arsenal. Man, what a game from Arsenal against Manchester United! What what a game! Um, I was able to watch the second half, and and Arsenal man, 
Right now, if you are a fan, I think I said this last week too, but if you are a fan of beautiful soccer men, you need to watch this Arsenal this Arsenal team. Honestly, I've been enjoying Arsenal, you know, watching Arsenal so much as a as a soccer team that I started watching the 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 one the documentary on Amazon All or Nothing. Uh, I started watching that from Arsenal just to kind of see, even though, you know, it's not from this season, I think it's from the 2021 season, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, you know, I'm just watching it to kind of see what the mentality of Arteta or Arteta is, you know, to kind of get these guys and push them, you know, to be the best team that they can be. And it's crazy when you think about, you know, Buyako Saka, when you think about uh, the number 10, Smith Rowe, when you think about, you know, all these young guys that they have been playing and and not only their age, which is mind-blowing by itself, you know, just being under 22 years old and just being in one of the biggest teams in the world and not only being in the biggest team in the world, but, you know, keeping it up top with a five, you know, point differential with a game less to Manchester City, who, you know, is filled with stars and filled with money. You know, you have Erling Haaland with 25 goals already. And and even like that, you know, you're able to, to go out there and compete and beat, you know, all these teams. And one of those tests was, you know, beating Manchester United this past weekend, who, you know, is still kind of hot, you know, in the trail, even though they're 11 points away, which is crazy to think that from the first... Uh, for the first team, 50, you know, Arsenal with 50, Manchester Manchester City, sorry, with 45, Newcastle 39, and Manchester United 39 there. Tottenham with 36 right under him in that fifth place. It's crazy to think, you know, the amount of points that there is between the first and third team, which is 11 points. Uh, but that kind of shows to prove what Arsenal has been doing this season. I mean, 16 win- wins, two draws, one loss. I mean, amazing team. Um, so if you haven't, please go watch Arsenal. You know, if, if I know, you know, if you're a ton, ton um, fan, obviously you want them to lose and I would want them to lose as well. But I mean, if you're a lover of soccer, I think you can just kind of hate them in silence and hate them publicly and in silence just admire the, the way that they play, right? And it, you know what's funny? That last year, if I'm not mistaken, in 2021 or 2022, sorry, I interviewed, um, I had a conversation with Glenn Davis. So if you haven't, go check that out. It should be on YouTube. Uh, we talked about, you know, we talked to Glenn Davis about his, his life, his story or whatever. And one of my last questions for him was, what are what are some teams that, you know, we should be looking out for in your, in your opinion? What are the teams that you are watching and why are you watching them? And one of the teams that he mentioned was Arsenal, who last year didn't have a great season if i'm not mistaken they didn't even get a european spot right i think they ended up in like sixth or seventh place um but he was sure of i guess he could see the vision you know like arteta they could see the vision of what this team could be and look at arsenal now you know they're up there and they keep you know staying up there by beating manchester united expanding that um that differential there but i want to see who they play next so let me just go to fixtures so believe it or not by the time you're listening to this today they're playing manchester city for the fa cup though so that's going to be an amazing game go watch that if you're if you're available or hopefully you're not listening to this after 2 p.m because if you are then you missed it 
But they have a few easy games. They have Everton. They have Brentford. Who Well, Brentford is not so easy because they're like a mid-table team. And they're trying to compete for you know a European spot, I believe. Uh, but then they have Man City. Wednesday, February 15th. So after you take your girl, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, your significant other on a date. The next day, they can take you out to a bar or something on a Wednesday at 1 p.m. and watch that Man City Arsenal game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a game to watch. I think it might be even a, a decisive game. Some would say. Uh, yeah, Brentford uh, eighth place. You know, right there, five five points away or six points away. Sorry, from Tottenham for that fifth spot, which is a Europa Cup, Europa League uh, spot. But with that being said, uh, enough about Arsenal. I think the Tottenham people would hate, you know. But let's let's do that. Let's talk about Tottenham for a second. Uh, they did beat um, Fulham, Fulham, Fulham or Fulham, uh, who's also competing right there for an international spot in seventh place with 31 points. Um, they beat them 1-0. But Harry Kane, man, what a man, Harry Kane. That goal that he scored against Fulham was a... I mean, I think personally, you know, with Benzema, with, um, let's see if I can think of any other names. Because, I mean, Benzema, we're going to talk about him here in a second. But, I mean, Harry Kane, Benzema, you know, Erling Haaland, Buyako Saka, like, all these names that, you know, uh, that are coming up. Um, the kid from Argentina, Julián Álvarez. Um, you know, there's so many strikers, and Harry Kane ha- ha- has to be one of the best you know top five strikers at the moment you know in the world and and i don't think i'm wrong when i say that honestly i i think i'm i'm in the right i mean harry kane the way that he just finds himself you know space time and the, the way that he's able to create chances when there is no space and time you know by making his own space and time i think is amazing and i think you know if you also if you like soccer if you like you know, watching good strikers. Um, I think Harry Kane is one to watch. After the World Cup, you know, him and Marcus Rashford, Marcus Rashford, sorry, from Manchester United, have been amazing, man. Like, Marcus Rashford has been creating, he has scored in every single game after the World Cup. I think 10 games straight after the World Cup. So he came back inspired and ready to fight for Manchester United. And Kane has been doing the same. If I'm not mistaken, he's either close to breaking a record. Honestly, I don't know what record it is, but I'm pretty sure it has to be with some type of goal scoring record because the dude is a machine. So if you're a, a Tottenham fan, let me know what kind of record that is. I just it's a lot of information for me to keep in my brain. But man, Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane on fire is gonna be crazy. And then on the other side of the world, in Everton, you know they just fired their coach, Frank Lampard. Uh, they had to say bye-bye to him because uh, Everton, unfortunately, they're going down as it is. They're going to to the premier to the premiership or the championship, um, and obviously, it's not a good look for for an Everton. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, a lot of people are saying Steven Gerrard just because you know it's a spot. Um, well, a lot of people, just some people that I've heard, uh, but you know, being a Premier League coach is not an easy task. There's so much writing for you know. So much riding, even if you're fighting in the top, if you're in the middle of the table, um, wherever you are on the table, I mean, 
you're always fighting either at the top or the bottom there is like no comfortable spot to be in honestly you know because any day the darkness or the day could come so it's one of those things that you're always fighting you're always competing you know being for a european spot or for being a relegation spot you know you're always fighting for something so everton now see themselves fighting for relegation not trying to get relegated so now they're gonna have to find a replacement for lampard with a with about i think 13 14 games left if i'm mistaken and uh it's not gonna be an easy task you know uh, especially to come in and kind of get them out of that hole that they're that they're in but we'll see what everton does uh so moving on into uh, another topic, another league. Let's jump across the water for a second and let's go to uh, Copa del Rey. Copa del Rey was played today as we record. Uh, we have the Madrid Clásico, the Madrid Derby, Real Madrid and uh, Atletico, Madrid, Atletico Madrid had their matchup. Um, Atletico Madrid started winning 1-0, but... You know, when you play Real Madrid, I mean, honestly, you're playing a, the one of the best teams in the world, one of the best put together, like name by name, position by position, literally the best of the best in the world. And in this case, I mean, they didn't disappoint. You know, Benzema, Rodrigo, Vinicius, like each one of them had, you know, a goal pretty than the, prettier than the other. I guess you could say... Um, for Benzema, it was just the tap-in, but I mean, the level of difficulty, the angle that he was in, you know, just to get it in, it's it's another, like, great feed by him. But, man, what a run by Rodrigo, right? I mean, getting that first goal literally against, he beats four players and then the goalkeeper uh, on a solo run outside of the box to get in all the way to the, you know, to the small box, uh, to the six, and then, you know, just kind of put that in the first post. Which is funny because he didn't use his... I don't think he used his left foot at all. He he did that one-two touch, you know, to himself. But other than that, all his right foot did the magic. And then kind of like the same thing with Vinicius taking it in and then curling around the players, the defenders and the goalkeeper, you know, too far away from him. But let's look up Copa del Rey real quick because I want to tell you guys a little bit who's playing on that one. Uh, because it's already the quarterfinals, if I'm not mistaken. Copa del Rey. So we have Barcelona, who beat Real Sociedad yesterday, as, as we record. Uh, Osasuna beat 2-1 Sevilla. Athletic Club beat 3-1 Valencia. And Real Madrid beat Atletico Madrid 3-1 today. Um, they had to go to extra time. So the, the game ended, you know, 1-1. Uh, and full time, and then they had to go into a little extra time, so that was interesting to see there. Let me see if I can get playoffs. So as we, so the way that we see it right now, um, Barcelona is going against Osasuna, if I'm not mistaken, and Valen, uh, sorry, Athletic Club is gonna go against Real Madrid. So we could see another Barcelona Real Madrid uh, finish. So. I think everybody wants that. Everybody always enjoys a El Clásico, you know, for any finals types of championship. So it's going to be fun. But, you know, they have to go through, you know, their their uh, their opponents in semifinals. So we'll see how that happens. Um, 
with that being said, I think that would be the end of everything. Um, also, the last thing that I had to add was that tomorrow, if tomorrow Friday, the Argentinian league starts. I don't know if there's any Argentinian uh, people that watch the Argentinian league. Uh, but yeah, the Argentinian league starts. So if you are looking to watch some South American uh, sports, South American soccer, you can watch the the... The Argentinian League, I think Brasileira also, the Brazilian League is already on. So if you're an MLS person, you know you know that a lot of players come from Argentina, Colombia, uh, Brazil. So if you want to keep up with those, I you know I highly recommend. If you want to watch some exciting soccer, some soccer is a little bit different to you know what we're used to European or even here in the United States. Uh, I highly recommend you watching, picking a team. And just kind of keep up with one team. You don't have to watch everything, you know. Uh, I think that's that's the fun part when you have you know a little bit invested in something. So, without the without further ado, man, I think that was that's the end of it. Uh, once again, I appreciate everybody listening. You know, wa- listening, watching. Even though these are not going to be on YouTube, but you can go watch everything else that we have over there. More interviews coming Mondays. Uh, there's I think there's a couple more coming. For you uh, on a little new series that we're doing about Argentina and Campeón, which is I'm talking to different people around the world about their experiences uh, in the World Cup and how they felt, how they lived it, where they lived it, because everybody celebrated differently. You know, some with people, some alone, some outside, some inside, um, you know, and working, not working. So I think I thought it was pretty cool to share the different stories uh, that we've had. So without having much to say, I really appreciate everybody listening, watching, uh, doing everything. Don't forget, BayouCitySoccer.net is where you get all your uh, Houston soccer news. So don't forget, check those guys out. Check us out because I'm part of it. So BayouCitySoccer.net. Go check us out. And thank you for the love. I appreciate you guys. Have a good day. Have a good night. Good morning, whatever it is. See you guys next episode.